Welcome to another episode of Rap in Order. I am First Class Reg. I'm Tori MB. And today, uh, before we get into this episode, of course, we like to just touch base on what we're going to be focusing on. Um, we're doing something a little different today. So uh, it, there's not a lot of artists that you can put them against their own bodies of work and have a concise and detailed argument. Um, but Usher is one of them. So today, Usher, you know, we're going to get into 8701, which is his album that came out in 2001. Uh, it's kind of a lot of people see it as the predecessor to the other one that we're getting into, which is Confessions. Confessions, obviously, we know was huge, over a million copies in a week. Um, it survived off of, no, I won't say survived. That's not a good word. It thrived off of this this alleged uh, um, affair that Usher had and um, that Usher had while he was seeing Chili, you know, but it wasn't until years later that we learned that it was actually Jermaine Dupree's story that he poured into Usher's soulful voice. This album had countless hit singles. Uh, with not enough, there's not enough to say about Confessions and, and the success of it. The success of it is so big that it overshadows how big 8701 was. 8701 was big in its own right. Like you had, uh, you don't have to call, which still plays to this day. Like it's still a hit. Um, you remind me, it's still a hit. Um, I don't know with Diddy, it's still a hit, but it, like it doesn't get played that much. But when it gets played, it's appreciated. Um, but yeah, we decided to switch it up because these albums can go neck and neck when you don't look at the numbers game. When you look at the quality of what's on here, you got something different. And um, what do you have to say about, about these two going against each other? Well, Usher has always been known as the heir apparent to Michael Jackson, right? With that being said, uh, these albums are very reminiscent of Off the Wall and Thriller. Like, it's kind of it's kind of scary, actually. Like, how, like, they used it is, is kind of, like, identical, right? And more, and typically when I talk to people, a lot of people prefer Off the Wall to Thriller. Like, they say, like, the theatric, the, the theatrics and everything around it, yeah, but, like, Off the Wall was more of their favorite album. And I feel like with Confessions in 8701, um, we've had like enough time that passed. I'm not even gonna say with more time, like, but I just think that a lot of people are blinded by all of the hoopla that came with it, but they don't understand that a lot of the a lot of the lore and the attention started with 8701. Because his relationship, like basically if we were like wa like watching like a reality relationship, like reality show relationship unfold. So like that's one thing that um, a lot of people don't realize is that like, you know, reality TV, like we had the real world, but we didn't have stuff like celebrities. So like, we literally like watched, like, you know, she was a love interest in all his, in, in most of his video, three of the videos for the 8701 album, right? Mm -hmm. So we all like, are they dating? Are they not dating? Then we found out they're really dating, right? Yeah. So that kind of like had us like buy in. So then like, obviously the big thing happens where confessions uh, happens and then all of a sudden we're like, oh, they're, they're, he cheated. They're breaking up. No way. So you know, uh, I just think like it was. There was a lot that there was a lot that came with in the packaging for confessions that led up to it. Like you said, right? Mm -hmm. 
But with both both projects, I just remember a lot of conversation was going on about it. And this was like when the Internet was still very young. So like chat rooms and stuff like that, like were still like brand new. But both albums were polarizing. It just so happened that um, Confessions, like it, it reached like a head. Like it was just like the, the story was too scandalous. And like there was so much secrecy around it. People didn't know like where art was imitating fiction or vice versa. And like mm-hmm. Usher really want to talk about it to the point that like Chili didn't even know. Like people were asking Chili, like, yo, like oh, yeah. she I'm don't Chili thought like she was like, I don't know. You ask him, like, like Usher, Usher ruined his relationship with Chili <laughs> to sell this album. For this album, yeah. Cause she didn't know what to think. I forgot about that. Yeah, like they said, like they like actually like there was no no cheating. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, I, I believe that that, that there are actually nothing wrong in their relationship. I should just ruin it because they were like, yo, you got to let this rock. You can't. <laughs> like, why couldn't he go home and be like, babe, like, hey, everything's fine with us. I just hey, got it's a rollout. I could yeah. picture Jane Dupree like, no, roll with it. <laughs> let her think what she want to think. Like, Chili, like Chili really thought he had a baby on the way. <laughs> That's crazy. That's dedication. That's dedication like a motherfucker. Damn. Um, but as far as the singles, uh, let's see here. You had the first single for, for 8701 was You Remind Me, right? Mm-hmm. You Remind Me came out, and yeah, Chili was at the end of that video, I remember. And then it led into You Got It Bad, which was just everything was so sequenced perfect. Like, You Got It Bad came out, nigga was dancing in the rain, he was doing a little that little dance that everybody was trying to do yo like the rollout for these albums were impeccable like it was amazing and usher you know he had a debut like in back in 94 i think it was yeah call me a mac call me a mac when he was still uh like really a kid and he's one of the rare artists that really kept especially in r&b he only got bigger up until confessions like call me a mac was like this, and then and my way, literally like an incline, like mm-hmm. it just kept going until superstar status. Um, I just think like that I said, uh, for um. The the singles stand out like way. The singles stand out for both projects. I just I have I have my my argument um as far as like the singles and everything like that um and, and also like the 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 songwriters and musically um for both projects my my arguments. Now some people say I'm not sure I forgot who. I think it was Mo Bigger. Mo Bigger, which which one did Mo Bigger say was more of a pop album than an R&B album? She said, I think she said Confessions was. Which I found really odd, right? And I'm going to be honest with you. Yeah, I think, I think was, she, was she talking about Future Sex? No, no, no. Well, yeah, so people always say, people all, but Future Sex is a pop album, right? Yeah. But I guess for me, my thing is, is just that like Usher is an R&B artist. So like, obviously he made like, he, be, because he was the biggest, the biggest artist at the time, he made pop like he basically what he like people pop people were mimicking him, but he was doing R and B. 
So yeah. to me, like it, what he did, like you get what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. I think what that like that's like what people forget about, like in the formula and the definition of pop music. Pop music is just what other people imitate of what the biggest artist at the time is doing. Right. Usher can't be pop music because Usher is an R&B artist. And I just think that um, like that gets misconstrued. Like I get that Justin Timberlake is the biggest artist at a time, but like he's not a like he he he's from he's from a boy band and boy bands imitated R&B artists. And then so when he went solo, that that also happened. He just sings really well. and He's really talented. Right. So I just want the listeners to know. I know I throw shade at Justin Timberlake, but I still respect it, like his talent and I know what he can do. I'm just saying because like, you know, like how his career started, that's why he's viewed as a pop artist and why Usher isn't. Because mm-hmm. Usher is an R&B artist and basically he defined what was going to be on the charts and what other artists were going to mimic. So mm-hmm. that's why I don't ever say that he's a, a pop artist. Like he's popular and I get all of that, but he he set the bar, he set the tone for what's going on, right? Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I remember hearing Mobega say that, and I was confused. I was hoping she could make it tonight, but um, like I, I, I think that like when we were like setting everything up, I think she missed some stuff. She's out of town with her grandma right now. Yeah. So um, yeah, I just think that I think that both of these projects were polarizing. I just think that um, eighty seven on one kind of like helped guide the story because we were all invested in his relationship with Chili. But I think that. Musically, uh, obviously, Confessions just has so many hit songs and like it just didn't miss. And I just think that uh, Brian Michael Cox and Jermaine Dupri were, and, and Usher were really, really in their wheelbarrow as far as like the, the writing and the dramatics of what they were doing because they were like telling their own personal stories, which were really scandalous. But yeah, if exactly. We, if, yeah. But I, I really feel that. But 8701, the songwriting was so strong. Like he had Babyface, Terry Jam and, and um uh, uh Terry Jam and, and Jimmy Lu- and Jimmy Lewis, uh the Neptunes mm-hmm. giving him like you know, so I just like I really think that we look at it like 8701. Another thing that people don't know about 8701 is that 8701 was a tribute to that Janet Jackson Rhythm Nation album. And that's why he worked with Tim- Terry Terry Lewis and Jimmy Jam as well. And I think a lot of people don't really peep that. Um, and even with the, the numbers, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I think a lot of people don't realize that, but like, that was something that like he did purposely. Mm. And I just feel like the songwriting on, on there and the production on 8701 was strong. And I know a lot of people will say I'm bugging because uh, I, I'll say that the last three songs on 8701 are weaker. Um, and I feel that a lot of people feel like Confessions might only have like maybe like one or two week songs. Yeah. Um, I never ever need to hear Yeah again ever in my life. Ever. I never liked Yeah. Fun yeah, fact. Like, I, oh. Yeah. I, um, when it came out, I was like, I don't like this. I didn't like the beat. I was like kind of over Little John's production when it came out. Mm. Like, so I was like, yeah, no, I don't like this. It wasn't for yeah, me. I, I feel like I feel like uh, yeah could have easily been replaced with lovers and friends. Like we didn't we didn't have to get that. Yeah, and then and then they tried to make it seem like you know they had all this amazing chemistry just because they had two songs together, but only one of them was a really big song. In my opinion, was a great song, and that right. was lovers and friends. But the the funny thing is, is that uh, 
yeah came because like when they apparently when they went to the label the label said like you guys don't have a lead single mm. it's not crazy that they That's took confessions wild. they took confessions and like they said like yeah y'all need another one so he went and worked with little john and that's how and, he, and little john gave him those two songs because they were like all right well what's on the radio right now crump music but like that's nuts to me that's that they felt that the label felt that arista felt that way that arista felt like hey yeah, we know you know you have like a lot of crooning, but we we need we need a crunk record. <laughs> what? Yeah, pretty much because Little John was that nigga at the time. Like they yeah. just needed some Little John, you know. Um, but you know, it brings us to a really interesting point because I I really do. I can't wait to hear what LA says about both of these albums. I can't wait to hear what Danny says about both of these albums because. I feel like we did get to a certain point where confessions got so big that people started nitpicking and they started mm -hmm. going and saying that they like 8701 better just to be different. But right. I feel like, you know, we have a group of people today that can really break down why they like which one and give you really solid reasons. Um, we'll see. I feel like LA is going to ask me in my high a couple of times. Um, yeah, probably. And, and, and ladies and gentlemen, understand I am the person who pinned that Confessions is the best R&B album of the past 15 years. It just so happens that uh, 8701 is not in that 15-year realm because it came up prior. <laughs> I just okay. feel like, like Usher was on a great run, and I, I just – like it's, it's, it's more sort of production for me with anything, man. I feel like the Neptunes just gave it that project that extra oomph. Having Babyface write a song on any album just, is just going to enhance things for me. Yeah, um, I'll, be, I'll be sold off Babyface. Babyface, yeah, right? man, off the baby face, and then um, uh, Robin Thicke wrote on Confessions, though, which is pretty dope. Um, mm -hmm. that's you know, early writer credits right there, you know, the yeah, full yeah. setup and everything like that. That's you know, before he got his shine, but uh, we're gonna see, we're gonna see, we definitely gonna like see, like, um, how how the guys are, are gonna gauge this or whatever, like that. But um, yeah, whenever you're ready, Reg, yeah, man, so uh, yes. Without further ado, we're going to get into case 142. This is Confessions versus 8701. Right of credits right there, you know, the yeah, full yeah. settle and everything like that, That's, you know, before he got his shine. But uh, we're going to see. We're going to see. We definitely want to, like, see, like, um, how how the guys are, are going to gauge this or whatever like that. But, um, yeah, whenever you're ready, Reg. Yeah, man. So, uh, yes, without further ado, we're going to get into case 142. This is Confessions. Welcome to another episode of Rap in Order. I'm First Class Reg. I'm Tori and B. Today joining us, we got that Aviles guy. Yo, yo. We got LA of What's a Good Guy. And today we want to talk about, well, we kind of switching up the format a little bit, as we've been doing the past few weeks, actually. But this week, we want to um, we want to talk about 8701, which is uh, Usher's third studio album. And Usher is one of the unique talents that, you know, we get to, you get to pair, you get to compare his body of work against another body of work of his. You don't get to do that with a lot of people. And with Usher, we're comparing 8701 to Confessions. Now, now it's not just a typical comparison. It's one of those things where one of them kind of gets left in the dust, although it is a really solid effort. And we're wondering why. Like Confessions, obviously, was huge. 10 million records, 1 million in the first week. 
um, all really, really big singles. And of course, there is the uh, the publicity that it got, the major publicity that it got because of his relationship with Chili, and then everyone thinking that he had an affair. It was just a marketing chef's kiss. Like it was just great all around in that aspect. And the music really lived up to it. And when you look back, it still holds up. But um, in all of that, the publicity kind of holds it up in this regard to where everyone's like, oh yeah, yeah, and 8701's good too. But it's like, no, 8701 is great because you had uh, you had some credits from Babyface, you had Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis on that thing. You had uh, some big singles in its own right. You had You Don't Have to Call, which still gets- Neptunes, don't forget the Neptunes, please. Yes, of course. You had the Neptunes, You Don't Have to Call, they produced that. Um, you had uh, You Remind Me, which was the lead single. You had You Got It Bad. So like you had really, really big, al- big moments on this album too. But we're wondering why, you know, it kind of gets left behind. So uh, I wanna, I wanted to ask. I know Tori ain't got something to say on this, but I want to start with. Uh, I'm gonna start with with Danny. Danny, what do you, what do you think? What's your thoughts on 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 these two albums? Um, a, I think uh, it's two things. I think it gets lost because what Usher had with his first three albums. This was his. You said it was his third studio album, correct? Uh, eighty-seven was his third. Yeah. Okay. So Usher has this great thing that not too many people have where his albums get better and better in the first four albums. Um, 8701, when it dropped, I was a freshman in high school. Um, I loved it immediately. It was a smash hit everywhere. Uh, Usher started getting dudes to wear tighter clothes. Like a lot of people contribute that to, to Jay, but I feel like that was more all the... Uh, well, I'm gonna keep it a buck. The Jamaicans in school who were listening to Usher and had a different style and then changed up the game at that point. Um, I think as you get down to it though, three years later, when he follows up with confessions, I'm a senior in high school. You know, you go through your high school romance bullshit, so certain music hits a different way. And confessions is like the most toxic fucking I don't care, I'm toxic. Give me a second chance. I miss you music you could possibly get um and i guess in your young and mature days and going through relationships and heartbreak that shit hits differently i just think the reason why it's overshadowed is the growth that usher showed after everything you said about the controversy and publicity outside of the album outshined it also we're forgetting that at this point um jd had a chip on his shoulder uh jd gave that famous interview where i think it was um double xl where he kind of comes for timberland and uh dre and then you know dre m and timberland had their answer together back at him with square dance so i kind of felt like jd had something to prove to people um at this time and when confessions came out and he really showed out and put his best foot forward uh, in a way that we haven't seen Usher or JD since till recently, and now we see them working with all these same people again. Yeah, uh, I just wanted to chime in. Uh huh. Don't forget Emancipation of Mimi as well. Yeah, like JD like, was so like, right. Go ahead. He was in like he was in a creative pocket 
with those two projects. So I just wanted because you said like he has we haven't seen it again. I'm like, well, he did. He did it with Man. No, I meant I meant just between Usher and JD. Like we haven't seen them work like this together really again. That they're involving the, the the names that they're involving on production. The fact that we know it seems like JD has a chip on his shoulder right now after the whole uh, Diddy stuff for the verse. Um, I think it's it's definitely uh, Jermaine producing an album. And when Jermaine produces an album, you get greatness. I think 8701, he knew he had one, but they were already good either way. And Confessions was uh, just the knockout the park that JD needed for that revamp. I agree. I agree with that. And um, and LA, what's your standpoint, bro? I want to come in and just say that 8701 changed my life. I was introduced to LA once I heard that album. I was LaShawn, then I evolved into LA. I never wanted a chain to spin around my neck so fast. I did <laughs> I danced in the rain passionately outside of my girlfriend's crib because of that album. You know what I'm saying? I I was on the B46. They had the uh, you know, the bus stand. I did the spin move. I learned that album. How do I say? It was an episode on What's a Good Guy, and it was based off of How Do I Say? You know what I'm saying? I learned Spanish. The man taught me Espanol, right? But, but I say all of that to say this. The reason why, well, there's two reasons for me that um I even got 8701 autographed, right? Cool. You got it? You got it? Yeah, Where's probably. that? But I will I will provide the facts. I definitely I right. probably has it. But that was a birthday present too. Um the reason why 8701 kind of gets left in the dust. For two reasons. The main reason is follow-up performance, bro. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like it's kind of like you know you drop fifty-five one game, right? And then the week after, you score eighty-one. Mm-hmm. What, what are people gonna talk about more? You know what I'm saying? I, we've never seen anything like this. And then you know what you do? You times it by ten. Mm-hmm. Your follow-up is confessions. Really? You want me to talk about the shit that happened before? Nah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That, that, that adds to your resume, but I'm not going to talk about it more. You yeah. know what I mean? And then yeah. uh, my second reason why it gets left in the dust, it doesn't age as well as uh, as confessions. You know what I'm saying? Which one I'm going to go back first? 8701 now has more skips for me. You know what I'm saying? I'm a little bit older. I'm not going to put my hands up, bend my knees, bounce around in the circle and dance with me. <laughs> I'm not gonna do that, you know what I'm saying? Not at my age. Back then, it was cool for like the junior high school, program, right? but I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that now. You know, certain records, you know, I'm a skip, but it does like have some dope highlight moments. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, Puff's verse, I think, is one of the, his best verse of all time. You know what I'm saying? Oh <laughs> what I need to do. You ain't got you can talk with me. You know what I'm saying? That's that's like that's you know that's, that's, that's what weird. that's what if Puff was to ever do a versus, he gotta play that. You know, I keep a dime what I need with a nine after the shine shit. That was crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that what was crazy. With nine. 
You know what I'm saying? But I didn't it, like it, that shit, but I get it. It, it doesn't it, it doesn't age well in, in 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 now. So it's like if I have if I have to pick a, a one song to save in Usher's catalog, eighty seven oh one is not the uh, is not the album that I select. But it's my personal favorite, like we were talking about before. Personal and overall. Personal and overall, yeah, there's a difference. 8701 is personal to me because of, you know, my experiences on life and my, I was hitting puberty. That was the music. That was the soundtrack to my puberty stage in life. You know what I'm saying? So that res resonates with me more, you know, but yeah. overall, what I got to pick, bro, that nigga can't, that's like a, that's like somebody scoring a hundred points on 23 for 23 shooting. He didn't miss. Not no, once. But from from your point on um on on how we focus on his follow up now, and we kind of leave uh this album on the back end because the follow up was so strong. There's, that's a good point because I can see I can see how that can happen because the follow up was so crazy. Mm -hmm. Damn it! I, I wish Tori and well he'll he'll step back in in a second. But uh, but how do you feel? How do you feel? Let me ask you. How would you feel if it was in reverse? If confession came out first, yes, then eighty-seven oh one. I don't know. Wait, 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 wait. Because I want to see. Because uh, T, you there? So I wanted to throw an alley to Tori in, in regards to your to to your point of uh, of what you said about confessions being so crazy. Because Tori made a good point earlier when he when he brought up Thriller and Off the Wall. So with Thriller and Off the Wall, Thriller obviously was really big because it's like the same case. When you look at it, Thriller was really big. Thriller sold over, I want to say shit at this point, 50 million records or some crazy shit like that. Um, but Off the Wall is still highly regarded and still highly respected. You know what I mean? So, like, it hasn't lost its, you know, its leverage just because Thriller was big. So it's like, why can't we do the same with with 8701? My my theory is is that. Because like, all right, it's not like how it was back in the eighties where people like really just sat with projects and sat with albums. So with eighty seven oh one, I think that it was an album that they kind of like moved with a lot. Fuck, hold on. Wow, while we wait for Tori, and I also <laughs> want to say, what did uh eighty seven oh one compete with that year? Do y'all know? Maybe um, the competition was was a little steeper. Oh, let's bring that up. Okay, that's a right here. You know, because sometimes, like, sometimes that's the rememberable factor what the, what an album competes against. You know. Yeah. All right. So in two thousand one, you had Survivor, Destiny Shell. See. Yeah. You, <laughs> you had All for You from Janet. Mm. You, you had the J mm. Jennifer Lopez J Lo album. Mm. You had No More Drama, Mary J Blige. Come on, that's tough. That's Damn, so, songs in A minor came out that year. Yeah, see, that I think that could play a factor too. It because, can, because because when we do albums of the year, whether R and B in this case, we're Fuck. probably we're probably gonna look at what we remembered more. Michael Jackson, Invincible. You see, eighty seven oh one might not be there, but when it comes to Confessions in 04, that's in everybody's top five. No debate. Yeah, because in two thousand four. <laughs> all right, so two thousand four. You get Sierra. Are we counting Suit from Sweatsuit as an R&B album? Yeah. 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 That's what right. it is. 
You had uh, Destiny's Child, uh, Destiny Fulfilled. Oh, you had Jill Scott, beautiful, uh, beautiful, hum beautifully human. You had uh, Mario Wanyan's uh, Hurt No More. You had Brandy, Aphrodisiac. Uh, People had to go back. Janet to Jackson, Demita Joe. Demita yeah, Joe. Usher, Usher, Usher kind of dominated clearly. Yeah, you know, yeah. I don't even think it was a close finish where where. Nah. Where where eighty seven oh one is kind of fighting for somebody. You gotta look at the times of the year. Eighty seven oh one was in August. Yep. All right, she go off. She go off at the top of the year. T's back. Confessions, Confessions was at the top of the year, and and it just I remember Confessions riding all the way through the fucking year, all the way yeah, to he performed. Well, it was well, on the charts for forty six weeks or something like that. Yeah. I don't know if the statues of limitations is up, you know, but I was making a killing selling them shits, bro. I I knew how to burn CDs, bro, and I was selling them shits like hot. Yeah, I made mad money in high school selling CDs, bro. So, I would buy one CDs from CBS and just go in. Uh, T, you want to say something? All right. So first off, I want to say at 2001 and in 2004, he dominated. Like, because... He was all over the radio and all over all over um, video like video shows and stuff like that for both projects. With with like with thriller, the same thing with thriller and confessions, right? So thriller came out to like a slow burn and and then they put the video out and that's what like put it over the top because it was like produced like a film, right? With confessions, everybody thought that it was really true. Like Usher was like, damn. Everybody likes me until he's dating and everything like that, but we're not getting the recognition that we got. People really genuinely thought that this man. Like the story that he was telling, and because it like stopped, like you got to remember, like when when they play the the intro for Confessions, like it just stops, and then you're just like, wait, what happens? What's going on? Everybody, and and because Chili didn't know what the fuck was going on, if it was true or not, Usher was playing games with her. People really, <laughs> people really bought the album because they were trying to find out what the fuck happened. They were like, maybe maybe there's a secret message in here. Maybe you know how sometimes like back in the day, like albums would keep going and you could keep listening to the album and like like it was still it would play a longer another song like after like ten minutes. Like people thought like Usher was going to like be like, yeah, I cheated on Chili with <laughs> this girl. So what yeah. I'm saying is that eighty seven oh one right. There are three songs of 8701 that are absolutely horrible. I will not I will not sit here and say that um 8701 has like from top to bottom. The last three songs, right? So good old ghetto, U-turn, and you are the one. Um can, like if you remove them, if you let me finish. If you remove those from that from 8701, 8701 might be a perfect album, right? So, but it's not, and it's there. So I understand that. Also, remember this. Confessions also got gained more life because they put out a deluxe album. And then they put out more songs than what, what songs did they add? My they added, my, yeah. they added um yeah. I'm, hold on, I'm gonna tell you right now. They added Confessions Part Part One and Part Two completed, the Confessions remixes, My Boo, Red Light, and Seduction, right? So that gave it even more life. Like, so think about this. Like, imagine if um that happened with, with Usher, because you gotta forget, right? That Neptune CD that Usher got, the songs that he left on the cutting room floor, floor Ray J's Wait a Minute, mm -hmm. Justin Timberlake's Like You Love Me, and then there's there's two more Neptune's produced songs that were hit records for other artists that Usher had first and he did not use, right? But 
I'm just saying, and like they just waited. Like the Neptunes, like they all right, these songs are the making, then they gave one to Justin, they gave one to, to Ray J. Like, you know, they just started like giving songs out and shit like that, right? And I forgot, like, I'm a slave for you wasn't for a man, it was meant for a woman, but like before it got in Britney Spears' hands, it, it belonged to somebody else as well, right? Mm -hmm. I can't remember the artist. So what I'm just saying is, is like obviously, like people are always gonna choose confessions, right? But 8701 is his off the wall. The production on that album, if, if if I can argue anything, the production on 8701 is superior to the production on Confession, right? I also argue that the songwriting is better. I just think that Confessions invoked a lot of emotions and they and they kind of like went more off of um is the word satire? Because like like scandal. There you go, scandal. Satire. Because pretty yeah. much like yeah, they they knew everybody wanted to know. Oh my God, who, what did like it, it was literally like a soap opera, bro. Like Yo, they had us all well, in. The well, crazy also, thing, I don't know, they didn't I don't know how it was. I don't know how it was here, but uh, like in Detroit, like when when this album came out, I remember when Burn came out and everybody thought that he was talking about a girl that he cheated with. Burned him. Was that here too? <laughs> I was in a, I was in Atlanta at, at, at that time, but um, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. No, that is not. Absolutely, yeah. I, in my ashes in junior high school, definitely thought Usher caught the clap and wrote a yeah, song. Yeah, and, <laughs> and now we found out it was true. <laughs> Allegedly. Allegedly, yeah, I don't know shit. I don't know shit about Usher, but wow. <laughs> but yeah, everything had a story to it. Everything, like the way the, the way the first couple of songs rolled out, it was kind of as if they played on like, yo, this nigga, this nigga sacrificed his relationship for the greatest RB album of my time. You know what I'm saying? I'm born in 91. So let's just put that into context. He sacrificed his relationship. For this, mm -hmm. and it worked. Yes, it did. It worked. Yes, it the worked. fuck it you did. And at this time, I remember, um, because my dad usually watches this shit after work. Uh, I think it was uh, entertainment news before TMZ was a big thing. Entertainment yeah. news was like the TMZ, whatever, whatever, right? Uh, entertainment tonight. Yes. Okay. That shit confessions was on that shit as if it was a real. Yeah. Breaking story almost every night. Yeah. He literally that. had like news channels in a chokehold. I remember that. Yo, so I know it up even more dramatic. Why don't you unlock the memory? Uh, real, quick, real quick. I'm sorry, Danny. Before I forget, he just unlocked the memory. I remember when, and this is going back to 8701 coming out, but right before it came out, you guys remember Cisco going on 106 in Park? And saying that he would shut any R&B cat down. This was before 8701 came out, and Cisco was that nigga. So right before, that was for R. Kelly. yeah, but Usher took offense to that too because Usher was about to come out. Yeah, it only people only thought that it was to R. Kelly because R. Kelly is the one that actually responded because R. Kelly was like, "Oh, Cisco album flop," like he said some shit like that. Yeah, but yeah, like mad, like sassy. But uh, Usher, the way he leveled up from that was nuts. Sorry, I just had to throw that in there. But um, going back to what you were saying, Danny, 
with 8701, it started the whole intertwining with Chili because of the video. At the end of uh, You Don't Have to Call, they switch over to uh, the, I don't know. What'd you call it? Yeah, and he looked up. Would you remind me? Yeah. No, it wasn't You Remind Me. It was You Remind Me. You Remind Me was the first single. That's what it was. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Training in the trailer, he had the fucking kufi. And she was, yeah, but she was, and she was dancing in the red light or some shit. That shit was hard, bro. Yeah. Yeah, and then, and then by the time that sparked the rumors to start, and then we knew they were in a full-on relationship by the time Confessions came out, uh, three years later, and everything. So, like, Usher's a sick man. If he was plotting all that shit to fuck with her from the beginning, he's a sick man. So listen. I like you. Some I get bored. I watch YouTube a lot. You know, sometimes I, I like go on like Reddit pages. A lot of people say that after Justin put out his first project, that Usher was like pissed and felt like, all right, this dude trying to take my spot. He's really threatened. So Cry Me a River was such a huh? Timberlake. Yeah, just yeah, Timberlake. Yes, Usher was threatened by that. So. When he saw like the reaction that just like how what Justin got to cry me a river going through a breakup, that's when he was like, "Yo, I need something." But me and Chili are actually good. <laughs> like we don't have no shit going on. And then that's how like like Jermaine was like, "Yo, I got something. I I, I got a story for you, nigga." Like, and that's how like you know the whole confessions thing like kind of got got rolling. Like, so like Brian Michael Cox. Jonta Austin and Jermaine Dupree all like put their three stories together. And that's how like this project came because like Usher saw the reaction that Justin Timberlake got to like going through a public breakup, basically. Yeah. I wanna, I wanna counter Torian's part where he said that 8701 dominated. It only peaked at number four on the billboard, which goes to my point that that was a tough year. Well, you know no, what I'm no. I, th- I think what he meant with, with that was more so that uh, Usher Usher was still thriving and eating. Um, he may not have been – number four was still big, and especially with all that competition. And still, like, he was eating. He was everywhere. He was considered the like, like, male forefront face of R&B after I that. Think, I, feel I like. think 8701 is equivalent to him making, like, a, a, a his first all-star appearance and having a deep playoff run, and then Confessions was his championship. He followed I don't up. agree with that. I think that my way, that's what my way is. But what mm-hmm. I'll also say is this. My way is his rookie of the year. No, it's not, because uh, that wasn't his rookie yet. That wasn't his debut album. No matter. I'm talking about where he, that arriving moment for him. Nah, I, I get what Torian's saying. It's not the first, so it can't be considered the rookie here. It's like his, his, his. All right, his rookie made no splash, but then he comes with the, uh, with the sophomore year, and he's like, oh, okay. You, you see him. He's like, he's like, he, he's doing it. He just didn't get the votes that year, and then eighty-seven oh one, he like dominated, and 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 he he, he at least made it to the fucking uh, second round of the playoffs with it. But he definitely is just it, it. It was overshadowed with what dropped that year. I feel. Mm-hmm. It was. I agree. Um, so, what do, you, what do you assist to his age? Do you think his age played a factor with between like right. the eighty-seven on one? You know, he's still youthful. You know, oh for sure. Uh-huh. 
I mean, and, again, bro, it goes back. It goes. It kind of just goes back to his relationship because he uh, eighty-seven on one was the uh, where he had that performance with Michael Jackson and and uh, and Chris Rock came on stage or Chris Tucker. I get the yeah. That was that was that was eighty seven oh one, right? That was eighty seven oh one because Invincible came out that same year. Yeah, My, you know. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that was like a that was that catapulted him to me. Seeing them on stage, it was kind of like a semi. I don't know. I, I don't know. I took it as a semi passing the torch. They dance off. They're having fun with each other. You know. Yeah. You know, Chris Tucker coming through. You know, to crush the building. Shout outs to Chris Tucker and Torian. I think. You know. <laughs> I wish them. I wish them a happy birthday. <laughs> when was his birthday? I don't know. I wish them a happy birthday though. Mm. Mm. That should be a pop tart, a Chris Tucker movie. That'd be fun. I, I, I think I've done a pop tart for Chris, for a Chris Tucker movie, but I mean, you know. Who knows? Maybe he'll wish me happy birthday one day. But, but, but that was a big, but for me, that was a big moment seeing Michael Jackson. Because, uh, like I said, I'm a '91 baby. So, and that 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 also may go into my next point, right? When did people really start to learn Usher? So when Off the Wall and Thriller came out, I wasn't born yet, you know. So I needed time to actually understand music, go back to revisit it, and live. Neither was we? Tori, yes, you were, bro. You're like, what, 42? You look (laughs) (laughs) But, but no, what I'm saying, what I'm trying to say is, what I'm trying to say is, um, people probably lived with confessions more than 8701. You know what I'm saying? You heard confessions more. You learned confessions more. So, or even if the, uh, the younger generation if they have to go back and they're going back in reverse, they would hit confessions first before they hit 8701. And before they hit 8701, it probably already devalued based off of the uh, the ability of 8701 not to grow. And they don't even see the point of hitting my way, which is unfortunate. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Like they'll they'll probably they'll probably grab one or two songs based off of uh, the Wikipedia his hits charts at the time. Because at that time, LimeWire is prevalent. So you, when you when you start streaming or illegally downloading music, you're gonna get like the, the main hits. You know what I'm saying? And, so- and, just, and just in general, when you're just getting into an artist, you probably just out of habit go to their best shit first or their yeah. popular shit yeah. first. Yeah. So it's kind of like <laughs> if, if my first introduction is is confessions. Mm-hmm. And I'm t- yeah. and I had 8701. I'm something. I say that shit suck just uh, just based off of hearing 8701. Suck is right. not a good adjective, but at the same time, when you're comparing this to that, it's kind of like you know. Yeah, which I realized I made the mistake upon when for listening to the albums for this. I listened to Confessions first, and then 8701, and it, it was like, damn. That shit don't hit the same. That's why I feel like... So if it it, okay, so I know I know Torian said that there were songs that he would take off of 8701, which is like, I think, the last three. Are there any songs that you guys would take off Confessions? Hell fucking no. I don't think so. Yeah, yeah, can fucking go. Yeah, yeah, I don't... Oh, yeah. Go. 
Nah, I understand why it's there in context of the album. Nah, nah, no. nah. It, it, it's his single. He mm. had to. He had to at the time, and the way they worked numbers worked then. Before well, it, it starts the story. Mm-mm. No, it doesn't. Nah, what yeah, doesn't need to be there. He's right. What are you talking about? How does it it's start? Sure. You know, what, he's what right. He's sure. right. Yeah, yeah, it's nah. the the party nah. record where he meets. You don't need yeah. Party. He's right. Wait. Nah, yeah does not. I'm sorry. You actually, go through it. Yeah, it makes no sense when you go Yo, through bro, it. Bro, they, they crafted the entire album. They went to the label with the album. The label said, you need something. And then he went to Little John and made Yeah and Lovers and Friends. And now you have the, you have a trilogy. There's a third song in there that I actually think is the best song out of the three. They have- so you, think, you think Yeah, Lovers and Friends are, are, are two of the top three songs? And Lovers and Friends is not even on this project. No, yep. I'm not saying. I mean, I mean, they have a trilogy. They have their three records that they've made. And, they, and the only record that matters to me is Lovers and Friends. Yeah, but, but but yo, to me personally, like I said, I'm from the uh, I'm from a younger generation. I'm the youngest out of the crew right now. So yeah, was that shit, bro? No, I know, I knew it was that. We shit. know. Torian's old ass. It was. Cause at this time I'm sure Torian's bouncing niggas out the clubs and shit. He ain't like yeah or whatever. That's cool. But for I was me, a senior in high. I was a senior in high school, but I was yeah. going to teen clubs. You weren't even in high school yet. So where the fuck were you enjoying this song at? Yeah, I was. Like, I was in high school in 04, bro. No, you're not. Like, no, you're not. I was a senior in high school in 2004. Tell me when I was in school. <laughs> I'm doing math. <laughs> Okay, okay. So you went, so you went, you went from 04 and 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 05, right? Yeah. That, that was that summer. Oh, okay. Yeah. I graduated in 04. All right. So yeah, it's not the same. Old Spark. So yeah, listen, listen. Yeah, to me, stays. That shit goes. It may be cheesy now. You know what I'm saying? Who likes the cheesy? Always cheesy. Nah, that shit was cheesy. It was nah. cheesy always. That shit was cheesy. Oh, oh yeah, it's his thriller. Let me tell you, me tell you something but right now. he had to have it on the album. I understand he had to have it on the album. Right now. If yeah would come out right now, that shit would still go crazy. No, it would be a stinker. It would be a stinker if it came out now. TikTok? You hear that beat? That's one of the worst beats ever made. Bro, TikTok would eat that shit alive. The A-Town stopped all the dances that came with it after it. You know what I'm saying? He made sure he threw in the Caribbean culture in there with the funny clap and the signal to play and all that bullshit. He knew what he was doing. That, that was the video version of the song. Oh, what? But that's what saved the record. That was the cool part. I okay, okay. So let me let me put it to you like this. I saw the video first before hearing the song. So I never heard the song and then saw the video. I remember the song premiering on the radio. I, was I, I remember the song premiering on one. I mean, the video premiered on 106 and Park, and that shit was nuts to me, bro. So yeah, yeah, no, no, I should needed. Wasn't that. outside. I should needed that. Oh, you thought the club was really like ooh, that, didn't you? Oh, you wasn't outside. <laughs> Opportunity. You thought the club was really like that, right? You thought everybody. You thought, every, you thought everybody broke out of flash dances and, and did dance moves together <laughs> while somebody called it out in the microphone, didn't you? <laughs> This nigga thought it was really like that. And automatically thinks it shreds off the three years of his life, nigga. You still forty five, you know what I'm saying? Sit I'm down. Not, I'm, 30, I'm thirty four years old. And I look great, man. 
No, you fucking had to worry about your cholesterol because you was getting too old. Your insurance is wearing out. You might not make it. (laughs) 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 But nah, bro. I for me personally, yeah, doesn't go, bro. You need yeah. I don't think confession does what it does without yeah. Okay, so what is the song that you would get? Nothing. That shit was flawless from top to bottom, bro. That shit was a clean house. LaShawn smoked crack tonight before he came on here because he thinks that Confession would have done what it done without Yeah. That is crazy. Yeah had no significance to this album. Nah, it does. Sales, sales. No, it did. It did. It did. It did. You have to understand. It did. It did. You guys have like that's for you. I get it. This for quality of album, no. Strictly for salt for for sales, yes. Like that song. Well, yeah, because Little John was on fire. But I'm talking about quality. Okay, okay yeah, I agree. I agree. But 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 that that that's just like we have to respect. Like it did what it did. That's why it's on there. But I agree. The song's not good. It needs to be taken out of here. I and think it would get cooked today in album, context of the album. When people talk about this album, they don't even talk about yeah. Yeah. But that's how and, and imagine imagine just starting a song from the intro into throwback would have been fire. Yeah. Like that intro yeah. just flowing straight into throwback would have been amazing. Yeah. You know what yeah is? It's like started for the bottom for drink. Except started from the bottom is a better song. No, no, not really. I hate that record. The way y'all feel about years, the problem no. is started from the bottom. It wasn't needed for that album. Yo, well, no, I, I into throwback would have been amazing. It really would have. I'm telling you, yeah, it seriously was not needed for that album. Yes, it was. Like, it stands out, it stands out like a sore thumb. Because literally, it, it, it's, it's a time capsule song. It, it, they literally got it because of Little John. That beat is doing? terrible. Come on, man. You got to get your game and you got to toss it. That shit was tough, bro. That shit helped you need, So, all right, going back to what I said. Yeah. We don't need it, right? You don't need it. Speak for yourself. Simple things, we don't need it. That's because, no, Tori, you not in love? <laughs> that nigga coaching you, bro. What you talking about? You need simple things. And it fits with the album again. You know what I'm saying? Simple things does fit on the album, but I can do without it. I'm not mad at simple things. It's like Tori never been yeah, in love, like bro. Things. Do it to me. Oh, are you are you are you tapped into your emotional side, bro? Have That's you- what it's made for. Fire. I am. That nigga had a low-key sex playlist towards the latter stage. Like I what no, he did. No, it is it, like as soon as at, right after right after um superstar. I re- no, I'm sorry. After Bad Girl, like that's when the sex playlist starts. Yeah, bro. That nigga just took it into big horny and yeah. just changed that shit was the soundtrack of my virginity. All right. <laughs> I mean, good, great. Like that's great, man. I'm just saying to you, like the songs that like I could do without. Like, and yeah, is definitely at the forefront of that. I'm sorry, but you kind of need an up tempo R and B record. No, you don't. Yes, you do. I mean, and even if you did, it didn't need to be that one. All right. 
I, 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 I can hear your point. I don't have to agree with it. I hear you. you know, this, this is the reason why we're debating and shit is on trial. But yes, yeah, stays for me. Nothing leaves, bro. Nothing leaves, huh? Right. I also want to. I also. I'm sorry. I also really wanted to like talk about this, like musically, production-wise. 8701 is a superior project. Do you understand that while he was making 8701, he was competing with Michael Jackson, who was making Invincible at this time, and they were going back and forth on production. Like, you gotta really understand, like Usher was really working with like I understand that the production that he had on Confessions was good, but it was not as good as the production that he has for 8701. You're right, you're right. And that may be true, but sonically, confessions flow better. I agree. Like there's something about confessions that is is I get it. Those those last three songs. If it was a beat battle, you're right, Torian. 8701 would probably wipe the floor with confessions just off of the beat. But how it sounds together as a whole, oh, you're right. Because there's no real standout beats for me on Confessions that's like, yo, know, that shit hard. But yeah, it, and Confessions has the whole fact that it's like a throwback story. Not right there. Throwback is amazing. Yeah, that's, just that's, that's okay. And but that Jada verse. What are you thinking about Jada Kiss first? No, the beat. Ooh, that beat is hard. What's wrong with the beat? I don't know. No, I think to. that the 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 beat for, for throwback is cool. I'm just saying, like, it's not. It was it, like it. All right, it don't compete with. You don't have to call. It don't compete with. Uh, you remind me. It don't. It don't compete with. You got it bad. It don't compete with. How do I say? Like it was hard, bro. That shit. Throwback. Tell me what throwback fucks with. Enough a beat. You know what I'm saying? How do I say it was wicked, bro? I felt like I was in Colombia selling drugs, and I saw the or saw the kingpin's daughter, and I fell in love, and I just didn't know how to say it, and I had to learn Spanish on the fly from somebody on the street. That shit was crazy. <laughs> but it's kind of hard, bro. It's working out or seduction? Huh? Seduction out or seduction? Seduction. What? What song? Twerk it out or seduction? Oh, not seduction by far. I'm telling you that. Like, that nigga, that nigga must have felt some type of way when Trey Songs came out a couple years later. He, and did. he invented No, the fuck you did it, bro. <laughs> that you remind me or yeah, after after hearing that T Pain story, I think I think Usher's really spicy. <laughs> you said you remind me or burn? Yeah. Uh I think I might do you remind me. Yeah, you remind me. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. His highs on that on that record, he really hit a good vocal point. Yeah, yeah. He, he Usher's best vocal performance is the album. You don't have to call or caught up. You don't, you don't have, have to call. call. Yeah, even though caught up is hard, you don't caught have up to call. Is hard. Yeah, that's hard. That's yeah. a hard decision. For that. Yeah, you're right. Okay. That's hard. That's that's a good one. Cause that's, that's my way, give my bread. Yes, <laughs> that boy was going <laughs> In my career, <laughs> I'm just saying, like, I, I really feel like um, 8701 just don't get his due. It's crazy because I feel like, all right, like when people talk about Thriller, right, they be like, oh, Thriller was huge, Thriller was big, but you know, off the wall is my shit. Like, he Mike was really that was what Michael was sold for, like, all that, right? But then when we talk about 8701 and confessions, niggas dead be shitting on that shit. 
Do, do you think people shit on 87 on one? Like shit? I do. I think people shit on 87. I don't think I don't think that 87 on one gets praised the way I think. Like I think but it should see, get praised. But, but see, Torian, here's the counter argument just to play an opposing view, right? You see how we could go down every record of confessions and be like, yo, which out what song would you take off? And you you got a strong one and a possible two, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Yes. Eighty-seven on one niggas is nitpicking that shit, bro. They're taking out this. They're taking out that. They're taking out this. They're taking out that. You know what I'm saying? You off the rips at three songs without even looking at the album. Mm-hmm. If somebody sit there and like, that's probably why eighty-seven on one is not gonna get the is respect because that shit turns sour. But it's at the very end of the album, though. That's important, though. That's still that's important. important. That's important because if we go back to the uh if we go back to our uh, our older case with um the Travis Scott album, we talked that was one of our points. We couldn't get through the end because we didn't like the way it ended. So it's like if we use that same argument here to 8701, if you're taking out the last three, you're leaving before the movie ends. Not even at the credits. You're leaving before the shit ends. You just don't like it anymore. So that's important. And like I said, I, I think the eighty-seven on one, he was making certain attempts to go to the like, like I said, U-turn was a was an attempt to make a dance record, like one of those viral records. You know what I'm saying? In in this new generation, it failed, but he had so many high moments that nobody addresses that. Yo, that U-turn shit was a poor a poor man's attempt to make a dance song. Right. Yeah. It might it might have worked now with TikTok. Oh, for sure. Oh, for sure. But to see, this is why I always say a certain no matter how good an artist is, there's always a moment where they're ahead of their time. Usher right now would be scary enough to say his career is so valuable that if he restarts it now, he probably do just as good as he did back then. But that goes to his his catalog because a record like U Turn on TikTok would go dumb. It would they probably would have led with that just off of TikTok alone. His catalog, him as a performer, like Usher is like he's the last of that class that's like yeah, he's a generational talent. Yes, yeah. exactly. You said it, you said it better. You said it better than I could. He he's his talent is insane. The the amount of effort that he puts in the performances, like even till this day, like. I've seen Usher performances where he does like a medley of all his hits mm-hmm. and everything. He can tap into how his vocals were at that time. Mm-hmm. And you can see how he got better over time. Like it's just well, I also say this is that is Usher is the last of a dying breed as far as like artists that get like media trained and are, yeah. are learning yeah. certain things, right? Oh, yeah. So think about it like this, like. Chris Brown early in his career, he did get like Chris Brown was lucky because Chris Brown did get media trained, but then labels started cutting back on certain shit. And like Chris Brown, just like he was able to like just free freestyle and get away from shit. Like, you know, like he was able to rebel and get away from a lot of things. But Usher was actually like groomed to like go to like vocal training and learn like a lot of things and like be told to like be in his hotel room with the AC at a certain level so his like his vocal cords don't get too warm and everything like that. But you have um, artists now 
where they're not getting trained like that. Like they're, you know, they're like SoundCloud artists or whatever like that. Like they're getting signed. And that's not a bad thing, but they're not getting the development that they're supposed to get. They're not being trained how to become a celebrity. They're not being trained how to talk, how to speak, how to dress, how to dance, um, having choreographed dancing and shit like that. And I think that's also a part of the reason why he told T-Pain that he kind of fucked up music. Was not because of just auto-tune, let me finish. Not just because of auto-tune, but because a lot of people that should be songwriters were able to become singers because they might have not had like a strong enough voice, but auto-tune could match that. Now, LA, what's up? I was gonna ask you, right? Do you think you need to hear Usher's side of this, yo, you fucked up music? Like, um, context you know, and this is, if this I is say yo you fucking right. up the, the, the training game and you fucking it up for niggas like me I could be kind of singing you praise I don't necessarily mean like you 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 making it hard for me to eat because I'm Usher right like how can T-Pain make it hard for me but I don't think he was saying that I think he was just saying that I think he was just saying, you fucking up music, nigga. You changing shit at a pace that we don't want. You changing shit in a way that we not ready for. And it's just like Torian just said, like, you make, you opening the floodgate, floodgates for all these niggas that can't really sing on a higher level like I do. That, that was um, he Usher signed Justin Bieber. Like, he was a part of Justin Bieber's development, right? So they put him like through artist boot camp and they did all of that shit. And then after a while, like they they kind of like let him off the reins. And then that's when he started getting in trouble and shit. And now like he's going to like super churches and mega churches and shit like that. But at one point, Justin Justin Bieber was very much well like trained and groomed and everything like that. And Usher was a huge part of that because you know Usher grew up in that kind of realm. Like, you know, black black artists didn't really get to go to the Mickey Mouse Club to like learn how to be media trained and stuff like that. But like, you know, Usher was trained by um um LaFace Records, you know, like so LA Reed and Babyface and everybody over there really took him under the wing and really made sure that he learned the ropes. And then they did the same with Justin Bieber when they brought him over to Island Records. So I just think that Usher was saying, like, yo, like. How the fuck I'm gonna look at you know an artist and say yo you need to go to vocal training class or you need to you you know you need to go and do X Y and Z and they like why like just put some auto suit on that shit I think that was that was what us was trying to basically say I think T P being dramatic as fuck you know what I'm saying I know he got a lot of backlash for the auto tune and shit like that well I think that's how he took it man like it's all about interpretation so like this is T Pain's standpoint so I think it it is like you said too I would love to hear what Usher says but Usher is cut from that old school cloth where you're not gonna hear it even when niggas was saying this nigga had herpes he didn't come out <laughs> he ain't never say he anything about anything he just kept yeah. it moving. He never addresses anything like that. I feel like he's from, but he's from that cloth of entertainers that they let you just talk. You just say what the fuck yeah, you want to say. Because he was already at that caliber. Like, like, yeah. like one of these things. Like he, he just, he's re he's reached that respect level where he is above and going at not answering. Like you get to a certain place in your career when I feel like you when you hit like you've hit the I'm the hottest out. For, for a minute and you're able to maintain it because he had what a, he had like a three and then when did when did uh uh here i stand come next uh, after 
like two years after that. Three years after, yeah. Like three. Three So, so he had like a six. That's his best vocal uh, album. Yeah, he had like a a a three to six year, uh, four to six year run, you know, between these albums. So like he he was the one for a minute, and uh, he he reached that level where you don't have to answer this shit. Like I don't think there's ever yeah. I don't think Usher's ever gonna hit the notes app and and put it on Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't think I think he I think he's above that as an artist. But I mean, you know, niggas surprise you every day, so we'll see. But we ain't seen it yet. Um, but I do want to wrap this up, and I want to wrap this up in in saying or asking, who do y'all think? Um, who do you who else do y'all think has a catalog that you could like? Like this, and especially in R and B, to kind of narrow it down, that you would put their two albums against each other, and it would be this vast and this like we could have a constructive conversation like this. Okay, can I go first? Yeah, go ahead. Um, Mary J. Blige, Mariah Carey. Um, uh, back also, to back, like their back to back albums, or we're talking about in within their catalog. Within the catalog. catalog. Preferably back to back, though. Preferably back to back. Um, I can't do that. Well, yeah, because the Emancipation of Mimi was kind of like her, like uh, her comeback. <laughs> yeah, and Mary J. Blige. Um, I could do that with Mary J. Blige. Um, yeah. Share my world and um, um four one one. And no, no, it was four one one. My life. In my life. So, yeah. or I mean, I, yeah. I would it, like you could shit. I could do a, a fucking a triple, but like yeah. if I four one one and um my life. Share my world, or, or like it, it, it can go either way with that one because that was back to back. That was a three peat in my opinion. Mm. I agree. But definitely, Mary um, could do that. Um, uh, would y'all would y'all say Neo? No. Uh, no, because of you and in my own words. Yeah, I like because of you a lot, and I liked in my own words a lot. Now, now, are we talking about the same? Does it have to be the same? Hall of Fame stature, or we just talking about their two best albums back to back, where people downplay one over the other. Yes, that exactly that. Okay, so I know we're doing R and B, but for rap, definitely take care versus uh, nothing was the same. We're doing R and B, bro. I know. But I'm, just I'm cutting this part out. That is the same thing. <laughs> same conversation. Yeah, great. I agree. Um. R&B. I, I would we say Neo. Uh, I would say Neo. The two um, Miguel albums. Ooh. His first two. Uh, Kaleidoscope Dreams and um, why can't I think of his second album? Kaleidoscope Dreams is his second album. The first one was uh, um, what you call it? Girl Like You? No, or it's not the first one. Uh, the, the first one was Wild all Heart? I wanted to do. Is it Wild Heart is the other good one? Uh, Wild Heart wasn't that good. I think you're thinking about that All I Want Is You and Kaleidoscope Dream. Yeah. Me personally, it's All I Want Is You then, I think. Me personally, that's a personal favorite. I would say um, 112's debut, uh, 112 versus Room 112. Mm. I don't... I don't I, I think room. I think we all know room one twelve is the superior to their debut, though. Superior, okay, but like because of the hits, right? 
are we talking about like full R&B? That's what I'm saying. Like, are we do are we doing like social status? Or are we talking about back? No, to I'm back? just talking about I'm just talking about like better like a better album. I think the back to back thing isn't fair. Like, I get it, but it's just like a lot of artists like they always have like a down album, yeah, like that. But if we talk about like because, in because I think and, their debut. You wait, do you do you put Room One Twelve over One Twelve? Yeah, see, that's why I disagree with you. Okay, we disagree. Yo, I got it. Drew Hill. Drew Hill versus Enter the Drew. Mm, mm. Oh, that's good. That's good. I would do uh, Marvin Gaye, What's Going On? Mm. This, uh, um, let's Get It On. Mm. I guess it depends on where you're, where, where you're at with it because one is more politically driven and one is more as one it definitely has more of the uh the, the song the songs that are about like good loving and shit like that which she purposely did um for me um uh what's going on would be the superior project because it was so it was so it was it was such like a polarizing like thing that he did and like it's the, and like it really stands the test of time like what's going on like especially like the times that we just experienced with all the shit that, had, that happened during covid and stuff like that the what's going on album definitely. You wanna know one of my favorite uh slept on Marvin Gaye projects is Trouble Man, the Trouble Man soundtrack. Trouble Man is Trouble yeah. Man's amazing. Trouble Man's amazing. Mine is I think mine might be uh here, my dear. Now, yo, that's crazy because like you know the story behind here, my dear, right? Yeah. Like yeah. it literally, like he literally that was his settlement to his to his ex-wife, Barry Cordy's yeah. sister. And that's why he called it 12 years older. Yeah, who was 12 years older than him. He just was like, Yo, you can have all the rights to this album. Please just let me out of this marriage so I can go marry this 19 year old. That's some wild yo, shit. Like, yo, just take this. Forever My Lady versus Diary of a Mad Band. <sighs> I got to think about that. But, um, but yeah, so. <laughs> We do. This was a good conversation, guys. I really enjoyed this. I think. I think. Uh, I am gonna listen to eighty. I mean, I listened to it earlier this week too. But I want to listen to it with you guys' perspectives in mind. Like, um, Torian brought up a good point with the production that went into eighty-seven oh one, and and with Confessions just being a blockbuster that it was. You know, we know that because of that, eighty-seven oh one gets overlooked a lot. But a lot of work went into that album, and it showed. Um, yep. So new perspectives, y'all. Uh, as always, I'm First Class Reg. And I'm Tori MB. And we are out of here. Peace. Out of here. Peace.